0: Oh, I should do an intro. What? I forgot how the show. Say, works. What's
1: just? What's that? We haven't done this
0: in two months, and we just say go, and we just we're just doing it. That's, what are we doing? Cold opens now? What is this? Thank you all for choosing the Cock and Bull Podcast. Um, I will be your representative. Spencer over here is my colleague Nathan. Um, uh, this is a this is a history thing that we do. Um, not even going to put a time frame on it. <laughs> it's it's a fact that we do infrequently. It. <laughs> That's fine. That would do. This is a thing where I tell Nathan a story all about something that he doesn't really know about. Sometimes we do, uh, you know, psychiatrists, mad scientists, if you will. Other times we go over history's um, lesser known bastard men, which is (laughs) where I wanted to jump into, Nathan, uh, our story, which Uh, begins.
1: There's nothing I love more than history's lesser known bastard men.
0: This one begins as all good stories should uh, with a used car salesman in South Carolina. I was about to say in Austria, because that is where 95% of our
1: stories take place, and therefore it was a statistically good idea to try and guess that,
0: but I have been foiled yet again with used car salesmen in South Carolina. I will tell you, your conkin bull bingo card is going to be barren this week, because this guy did not go to the University of Vienna, and I don't think he ever wanted to be a lawyer, but I could be wrong. Did he want to be a doctor? <sighs> I, I'm going to reach out and say probably. Um, okay, see? All right. That, I'm going to count that one. That's the trajectory of ever used car salesman. I want to assume, is yeah. there were some bigger goals somewhere along the way. <laughs> you don't know.
1: Maybe he dreamed of used cars. Who shoots for that? Uh, <laughs> this man might have. You don't know. A qual- putting people into quality automobiles at affordable
0: prices may have just been his dream. In 1993, a 60-year-old Wade Quattlebaum. No, no, stop! No, yeah. no, absolutely
1: yeah, I... not. Under no circumstances. I refuse. I refuse. Just, just that's that's the sentence. No, Wade Quattlebaum. Mm-hmm. That that's a Ducktales character. Yes, it is. That's a Ducktales character and a half. That character is voiced by, I don't know, probably Bobby
0: Moynihan or something like that on the Disney Channel right this second. I can promise you. He's, he, yeah, he's Scrooge's rival. Um, the two of them are really trying to figure out who can fuck the working class over harder. <laughs> and Quattlebombs always second fiddle to Scrooge. Oh,
1: also, this is happening in 1993. We are dangerously exactly. close to the Toy Story continuum line. <laughs> oh, so yeah, this, soon in the story.
0: This is this is quite the late runner. I, I mean... It's been so long since we've done this. I haven't looked at the back catalog. This may be one of our latest episodes. This may be the most in the this timeline. is not one of history's, bastard man. This is last week's, bastard man. Quaddlebaum was uh, he was out playing a couple holes of the old King's game. Oh, the King's game. The old ball chess, your standard 18-hole egg whack. I, oh, I assumed we were <laughs> talking about
1: croquet. That's what I assumed the King's game was. Oh, is that Queens, the Queen's game.
0: No. Heavens no. See, see, Croquet doesn't run into the issue that Quattlebaum was having. Where you have in golf, where, where your golf balls will get lost out in those weeds. He's rifling out in the weeds one day in 1993, looking for those balls. Because again, he's a used car salesman. He's not made of money. He's not. He's not. Those, ball,
1: those are used balls and they are as valuable as a brand new ball. Gosh darn it. He's not going to let one slide.
0: Reduce, reuse. So that's when the idea comes to him. Oh no! What if he could invent something magnificent, Nathan? A device oh, God. that could track down your golf balls. Um,
1: I've got nothing. I've got nothing. That just sounds what? <laughs> What, is he going to geotag golf balls?
0: This is the show where we've gone over, like, the inventor of uh, mesmerism and hypnotism. We've gone over,
1: uh... I mean, Banana Bill jumps to mind at this point with with his patented banana... I mean, we've gone over some pretty quality
0: inventions, but... Grand Immaculate Stories, bottom line. And Golf Ball Tracker is, in fact, episode 84.
1: (laughs) This is a thing, okay? I'm interested, um... I don't know how interested I am because I can't imagine golf balls are so expensive that you can find a cost-effective <laughs> way to track them that's not buy another goddamn golf ball. They come in buckets at places.
0: They do anything that comes by the bucket load, you would wonder if you're better off just buying another bucket. Go to the putt um, course and steal a couple. They're everywhere. Now let's let's hear him out. Let's see how much this costs at its fair market value, and see if it's really worth. the... I mean, hey, this might be a steal.
1: This might be a. You know what? This could. He could have come up with an ingenious way of doing it that really doesn't cost us anything and saves you money on those sweet, sweet uh, dimple boys.
0: Now I'm sure Lord Quaddlebaum went through more than a few designs for the device at first. You know, I, like an addled Peter Parker, he's he's sketching away at costume after costume before he's finally settled on a prototype. I want you to picture something of a, um, it's like a reacher grabber with a plastic handle and a long metal implement expanding outward. Something like, uh, like an antenna. Now that antenna <clears throat> kind of sat in a swivel uh, where it would, it would be able to pivot left or it would sweep left and right. Picture that classical radar. I'm
1: picturing a ray. I'm picturing an old timey guy with a little radar dish going back and forth. The guys that are trying to pick up sound in an NFL game on the sidelines with their big parabolic discs, just kind of wang 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 wang.
0: There you go. You got it. You got doing it. They're no. eavesdropping. I don't trust them. That handle would route a piece of wire to another device that you would clip to your belt, kind of like a Walkman.
1: Okay, so pictures already become just absolutely the dumbest thing ever you have a you have a uh metal detector you look like you're doing divining for water and ye old timiness like what you have you have packed up far, you're doing far too many things attached to you if you're if you're golfing i have not i'm not a, a partaker of the king's game but i've never seen tiger woods out there with like a sony walkman strapped to his hip
0: well this is what your caddy does I mean, really, you're not going to bog yourself down. Your your hip action is going to be all jammed up if you got to have this belted to you. This tracks. This is a caddy's. This is a caddy's only device. Okay, no, this makes sense.
1: Also, something that I'm sure you salesman Wade Quadlebaum
0: had access to was a fine caddy. He probably had one or a two squire, like children, if you will. you know, you know, maybe like this is what you bring the boy out for. He's not going to play, <laughs> and he's certainly not going to enjoy the game. But goddamn it, no. He's going to look nope. like Robocop. No, but he's going to be your
1: ball retriever with his device that I still... All right, so you've you've explained to me that there's now a handle and a thing and a radar dish. I don't know what radar tracks
0: golf balls. So, you've got the picture painted. Man walking around golf course with reacher grabber antenna that is wired to what appears to be a cassette player on his belt. Um, it might even be right next to the fanny pack. It's 93. So, I want you to picture that guy. Finding a bucket load of golf balls because th- we had a winner here. He dubbed it what? the Quadro Tracker. The Quadro Tracker. That's right. The Quadro Tracker. What does that mean? I don't know. It can I don't find know four either. types of golf
1: balls. I- it can find golf balls in four dimensions. His name is Quadlebomb, and he wanted to put his name in there somewhere. So it's, he, he tried to squeeze it. <laughs> Quadlebomb sounds like someone forgot the name of the penguin from that one Batman movie. And they just made one up. I'm sorry. It, Danny DeVito, you know, Danny DeVito who portrayed, uh what's his name? Uh How did it work, Nathan?
0: I well, don't know. That's your job. Tell me. Well, I was hoping you did, but I guess I can research. It's all in that device on the hip. You see the, the antenna was seeking out a frequency that matched the one currently loaded onto that device on the hip. Now, how did, how did it know he, to look for golf balls? Well, how did it know to look?
1: For, are you telling me golf balls have some like resonant frequency that he's picking up out of the air?
0: Exactly what I'm telling you, because it Shut loads up. the static resonant frequency of a golf ball onto um onto what amounted to a floppy disk, um you know, and that would go into the device under your hip. And then and then the antenna would try and scan. And once it picked up that frequency up to about, you know, effective radius of maybe 20 feet in the first prototype. Oh, there's your golf ball. Go grab it. Now the the antenna would swivel, and then it would kind of land. Basically, the antenna would stop when it was pointed at the device, and so then you would just follow where it last pointed to. Um, and you might be thinking, Nathan, that sounds like bullshit.
1: It does sound like absolute horseshit. Because if I, how did you determine the resonant frequency of a golf ball? Also, why can we not use this device to find all things? This was in 93. I don't remember seeing a bunch of firemen at 9-11 looking for the resident frequency of survivors
0: with their handy-dandy hip quadro trackers. Seems like it would have been rather useful. You certainly don't. Um, Nathan, your your letter for the Detectives Academy is in the mail because it absolutely was a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) I reached out to a couple people who even looked at a physics textbook. (laughs) <laughs> and they said yeah so resonant frequencies are actually a thing but it's like for bridges and massive fucking structures in engineering and certainly not for something that is that small and can vary in density and elasticity even if they came off the same exact assembly line that's the thing not that's the to thing mention
1: Golf balls are inherently different. That's the whole thing about golf balls It's like some of them are a little bit different to try and like fly differently. Like you would have no way of tuning it perfectly
0: mm-hmm. on something like that that is manufactured that way. It would make no sense. It is so small that it is beyond pointless to attempt to, I I don't know, shake the fucking earth to find the resonant frequency of a tiny <laughs> plastic ball. Like it's, it's every time you whack that thing, it would be. Several decimal points removed from your original yeah, because number you're degrading, you
1: had. It's naturally getting the shit knocked out of it and deforming it over time. Like, that's just what it's going to do. This makes no... Okay, so I'm very confused as to how this story continues, because what you're just telling me is this man invented a bullshit machine.
0: Mm-hmm. The idea of a golf ball emitting a resonant frequency is only passable if you're holding a Geiger counter and putting around balls of uranium. Like Now, have we considered the Czar's game? And I, I, I do think
1: that there is room for another. We have the King's game set aside. What about the Emperor's game where you are just using live uranium the and the punishment is the longer you take to putt, the putt, the, the quicker you're going to die of radiation sickness. I'm sorry.
0: The Quattle Bombs um, Gambit, we'll call it. The- <laughs> um, so, no, he quite literally taped a Polaroid photo of a golf ball to a floppy disk. Jammed it into the plastic casing of a tape recorder. um, And the antenna was just swiveling to no, it was just a greased up swivel. It it would just kind of bounce around and then it would stop because you weren't moving your wrist anymore. Absolutely fake. I can't. 100% a dousing rod.
1: It's, yeah, it's not even a a dousing rod, at least, was looking for the one source of human life, water. It was trying to find the thing. The life-giving essence. He's trying to find a thing that you can buy a 20-pack of for like $12.95 at the Walmart.
0: Now, I want you to picture we're in dire straits as a civilization. The last of the golf balls have been manufactured.
1: When we get to a children of men situation, but for golf balls, this starts to make sense. But we are not there yet, to my knowledge.
0: Quattle took that Quadro tracker to market with the backing of his company, Quadro Corporation, and started selling them to gullible motherfuckers throughout the nation. Pricing started out at a modest $400 per unit. You have got to be kidding me.
1: You have got to be kidding. There cost-benefit analysis. How many golf balls can you buy for $400? And if you lose that many golf balls that you need to invent a golf ball tracker, golf ain't your game. Stop playing golf, yeah. Move on you to chess. You get 400 over your lifetime. If you lose those $400, you are done. You're cut off. Your golf career is
0: over. You should have been better. Do fishing. It's like the golf of hunting. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. Now- it also peaked at a slightly less modest $8,000 per Quadro Tracker. Pardon, pardon moi? Pardon Eight moi. and three zeros.
1: <laughs> Eight and three Again, I would ask the question of how many golf balls does that money buy and why is it better to have this massive contraption than $8,000 of the <laughs> finest balls money can
0: buy? <laughs> Darling, I know that my my Sunday games are really, they're kind of flexing. We're taking a bit too much money out of the grocery budget um in what i'm spending on golf balls that's why i'm making a one time expense to make sure i will never buy another ball again this is
1: i will never buy another ball except for the fact that i will gr- gradually degrade the one i am whacking over time to the point that i will absolutely have to buy more golf balls because they are not a <laughs> infinite resource they they do need to be replenished also i suck it's- at golf but would like to spend $8000 to not improve my golf game In any meaningful way, I could spend $8,000 and have Tiger Woods come out for two minutes and be like, oh, you shouldn't swing the golf club that way. No, you should swing it this way. Then you won't lose that ball in the woods. But instead, I'm going to buy this dumb, made-up, absolutely fake bullshit get no better at golf, but just spend maybe two minutes less looking for my golf ball that I've shanked off into the woods. Honey, why are you packing the bags? Where are the kids? Oh, my. Oh, dear. Oh, I found it. It's at the bottom of the lake. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Quadro <laughs> Company. I never That's would have known thing. where it went. <laughs> like you're in Florida. Like half the time there there'd be gators. Like the, is the quadro tracker gonna fight off the gator that ate your golf ball? I don't
0: think so. The uh placebo and pseudoscience must have been able to drive sales because uh uh people actually did buy them um about a thousand give or take, which gives That's us a profit so window between four hundred thousand so... dollars. Oh, and $8 million. I, no amount of it is right. No amount
1: of it is good. This is the equivalent of those like copper magnet bands that you can buy at a kiosk at the mall that will completely correct your balance issues. Um, Except instead of it being $35 for a bullshit machine, it's $8,000 and has a Polaroid picture of a
0: golf ball shoved into a Walkman. Based on what we understand about this device right now, in context, let's dial it back to 93. This is no small feat in Con mannery. I mean, he he has managed to dupe. The internet exists! (laughs) He has managed to dupe. I mean, more than just the average Joe Schmo looking to prolong their golf ball lifespan. No, as it turns out, the device had far more potential than just sitting out on the green, you see... You mentioned Gators. I did. Golf balls is amateur league. With the right data cards, Nathan, these trackers could pick up marijuana, crack cocaine, meth, oh, no, heroin. No.
1: no. Okay. Nathan- you know, These what? belong in the
0: hands of school resource officers. These, if you, if
1: this man manages to con the cops into paying for his bullshit machine that doesn't actually work and tracks nothing, I will officially become his new best friend. I will officially, I will do a very quick 180 because if if there are two groups of people that I'm okay with you extorting money from, it's people that enjoy playing golf and cops. If you give me that Venn diagram and say I ripped them off for their money. I got no harm, no foul. There's no court in the land that will convict you in Nathan world. I'm okay with this.
0: Police stations, schools. What about airports? Sure, it can track (laughs) explosives. It'll track whatever you fucking want if you pay (laughs) me
1: enough money. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. it'll It'll track it about as well as that fucking dog
0: over there tracks it. Yeah, Fido, I'm coming for your job. This device's mechanism supposedly contained conductors, inductors, and oscillators. It was claimed to be able to detect drugs hidden in airtight containers, a bomb inside a building from outside, or a criminal suspect 15 miles away.
1: What? 15 miles? Mm -hmm. Spencer, that's like a county over. How would it possibly be able to do that? With any degree... What do you mean? Uh, you've... you've t- do you have his DNA to tune to his resonant frequency? How is it not just picking up... If You're you, telling me it can hone in on one human being 15 miles away, ignore every other human being? What do you... What the fuck <laughs> is don't going be ridiculous. on
0: here? Don't be ridiculous. It cannot tune in on... Of course, it would interfere with every other human being, but if you tune it to find crime, <laughs> the resonant <laughs> frequency of crime... Oh, oh God. 15 miles... Oh,
1: dear Christ. It's This is a Batman gadget. <laughs> a Polaroid photo of the
0: suspect jammed into your pocket this, and you got him. This would be unbelievable if Batman had it. When I say that the Quadro Tracker sold about a thousand units, none of those tracked sales were to the golfers, Nathan. That was how many institutions run by adults no. who should have known better <laughs> bought this. <laughs>
1: The golfers were wiser. The golfers knew the game. The golfers knew this didn't
0: make sense. There's no cause-benefit here. I would just love to talk about what those customers had to say about it. But first, I want to touch on um, just how long this thing was earning Quattlebomb his millions. Because in defense of its buyers, millions, Quattlebomb assured customers with promotional materials and endorsements from the FBI, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the uh, National Institute of Justice. Um, now, this in, th- this was news to all of those groups, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> in 1993 to 1995, it went without any major scrutiny from regulatory agencies, but not for lack of effort. Who regulates just bullshit? Who regulates Shark Tank nonsense? Does the FCC hold sway here? Who's in charge? I'll tell you who doesn't is the U.S. Department of Energy, because in 1994, (laughs) uh, famed stage magician and skeptic James (laughs) Randi did an extensive on-video report. Famed James (laughs) Randi. Everyone
1: knows of James Randi.
0: We all love Randi. The man
1: with two first names, James (laughs) Randi.
0: Randi with an I, eccentric. Oh, he's, he's exotic. When when Mr. Randy here did a, a video compilation uh, debunking this product and sent it off to the U.S. Department of Energy in 1994,
1: why did he send it to the Department of Energy?
0: I'm going to trust him on that one. That, that must have been a universe good...
1: does this thing have anything to do with... It? It's not a nuclear power plant he made in his own house. He's not fracking with it. Why are you sending it to the
0: gas people? What did the DOE even do? They probably had nothing better. I mean, I get it, but, like, come on, there's got to be someone better. Now, there were two key responses to this tape, which went out to the DOE and to QuadroCore. My favorite response was from QuadroCore, who said, No, 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 no. Just because you broke it open and there's nothing inside of it, it's powered by static electricity from your body. Of course you're not going to find anything inside (laughs) it. (laughs)
1: some gain sheets that I throw in the dryer to break up static will ruin the $8,000 QuadroCore because I'll be so static-free. Right. That's right. <laughs> if the humidity in my house is high, it might not be able to function
0: because I don't have a lot of static buildup. What's especially fun about that is the number one, all of it, but two... Um <laughs> The test that James Randy did on this device, the tests were conducted by a dude who wrote to QuadroCore and got Quadro certified by them. Who's like, Yeah, you're good. You can be the guy that goes and demonstrates this to people. <laughs> and so a Quadro certified dude was like, So as you can see, this thing doesn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> the- as you can see, there's nothing. My my less preferred response to this uh, allegation was the one from the DOE who just ignored it entirely.
1: Because of course they did. It has nothing to do... They would assume that's junk mail, because why would anyone be sending this to us? Oops, this went to the wrong one. You got Oops. the wrong guys. We're dealing with Three Mile Island. Why are you sending us things about Shark Tank products that don't work? That's not our department.
0: The least they could have done was at least forwarded it to the FBI. But... Is it the, the FBI's FBI. department? Hey, this this is a device that is being bought up by law enforcement and various local authorities. Oh, okay, so you yeah. think well, if anyone's going to be right. in there. All right. You know, Department of Justice, FBI, someone should be no cracking needed, down on this. No
1: one needed crack sprinkled on them or assassinated.
0: So I was confused why the FBI would have been involved. <laughs> now, the FBI didn't have any interest in all this. Despite being handled by police departments and various local authorities for two full years by this point. No, what got the FBI's attention was actually when one of their own agents was tricked into buying the thing in 1995. Stationed in Beaumont, Texas, it was FBI agent Ron Kelly who learned of the device from colleagues in Louisiana. Interested in getting one for himself, he was disappointed with what he'd received. Surprise, surprise. And indulged his curiosities by taking the device to the x-ray machine at the local courthouse. And, sure enough... It was a completely hollow plastic shell with absolutely no technology inside it. Why? Spare for how? A, how? Spare you- for a couple wires and one flat piece of metal that came off the base of the antenna, neither of which were connected to each other. <laughs> like, the chrome-plated balls on this man to just absolutely
1: sell snake oil in the mid
0: 90s a super soaker astonishing with a car antenna on it would have been just as viable at finding golf balls just or as drugs viable.
1: or crime 15 miles away
0: yep, yep. chips had actually gone through a couple iterations by this point the tracker chips we've graduated from polaroids with photos on them under highly magnified inspection, the new tracker chips that were coming in these models that people were paying $8,000 for, um, those were like little small black square chips. Under a magnifying glass, though, um, it was found to be a series of ants that were um, just kind of stuck together with epoxy. Spencer, 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 I don't know if you're joking or not.
1: Nope why that's one of the more insane why would you go to the effort to do that why that Spencer this is pathological at this point this is that's not that's not something a normal person does why would it be ants why would it be ants glued together
0: there are easier ways to make a small plastic chip there are infinitely easier ways Hear me out. You buy these poison traps to kill all the ants that are ruining your picnic, your Wade bomb, and your picnics are, are a disaster every summer. Here's a win-win, because now my picnics are ant-free, and I have tracker chips galore. It didn't take a lot of effort on our part to determine it was a phony, Kelly said. No, not a lot of effort, Kelly, but quite a bit of time. <laughs> quite a bit of time apparently <laughs> quite a bit of
1: time and quite a bit of just eye-shattering silence of the lambs level horror like why
0: would you oh god having personally been slighted by quattle bomb chicanery it was only a matter of months before the fbi issued an injunction against Quadrocore from using any u.s mail services to sell or otherwise deliver these phony devices including did he any future models for this yes yes he did he
1: what did it do, don't you have to prove that a like that it does something?
0: It does swivel. Can't argue with that. that got me there. <laughs> Simultaneously, uh they sent a nationwide alert to all law enforcement agencies warning that the Quadro tracker was a fraud and that it should not be used as a basis for any form of probable cause in the criminal proceedings. More than a few people were pursued by the FBI. Chief among these suspects was distributor Guy Womack a lawyer who would go on to represent the U.S. Army in a prisoner abuse scandal in 2003 and 2004, so just an overall cool guy. Gunny! Womack, who refused to answer questions nearly 42 times via the Fifth Amendment, got (laughs) off on a $5,000 settlement while continuing to deny any wrongdoing. A a settlement
1: less than the cost of
0: the device. That sounds right. Yes, for five-eighths of one Quadro Tracker. (laughs) You You can do some con man shit. As for Quattlebaum himself, a federal grand jury indicted him on charges of mail fraud, along with the uh, company's VP, company secretary, and uh, another one of its distributors. But naturally, by 1997, uh, all four men were acquitted because the United States has a very effective justice system.
1: Also, mail fraud? That's Mm -hmm. what you got him on was mail fraud? Yeah. (laughs) What is that, like sending something in the mail that is not what you said it was? Is that the equivalent of what they got him on?
0: Yeah, pretty much. They didn't do false advertising, which I guess would really be more of a fine level by the FCC. I can't think of what else you would even get them with, like uh, obstructing justice? I don't...
1: Lying to a a law enforcement officer? Honestly, the law law enforcement must have loved this thing because it's basically a, a bullshit probable cause machine. I mean, this might as well have been custom made for... Oh, no, my bullshit-o-meter says you've got coke in there. I'm going in, boys. Here we go.
0: Glock and load. Nathan, once again, you are just a segue machine, because let's talk about some of the buyers behind this brilliant product. Oh, no, no, no. Why Go back I? to this on Indiegogo, you might ask. Well, Why am I good at this? Numerous U.S. school boards, airports, and police departments purchased their own Quadro trackers before it was banned. The Blue Valley Unified School District and Shawnee Mission School District in Kansas bought Quadro trackers for $955 a unit to detect drugs and ammunition in local schools. Polk County Public ammunition, Schools. not guns, just no, the ammo. There's, no, just the
1: bullets. You can have an AR-15 in an elementary school in Shawnee, Kansas, but gosh darn it, you better not have 5.56 millimeter on you. That's not what an AR-15 takes. I'm going to get, it the, the, the fans are going to destroy me. Isn't it? Is it 5.5.6? Five five yeah, it's 5.5.6, I, five
0: I think. Um, you play
1: enough Warzone, you should know these things.
0: Well, that's if that's my basis for understanding how guns work, I don't want to be confident in anything I say. Uh, Polk County Public Schools in Florida bought several quadro trackers to share between its schools. Houston School District paid $2,000 for two of the devices, but never used them. But, I mean, just as effective as if they had. Yep. School officials in the McKinney Independent School District declined to discontinue using the device, even after it was banned, saying that they hoped it would be a deterrent. Quote, we're not looking to nail a particular kid. We're just looking to send a message. Oh, oh, okay, okay, sure. A similar, similar justification was used by the principal of, uh, Karen Crow High School in Louisiana. Quote, I heard that there had been some trouble with it, but I tell you what, I'm impressed with it. And this is not necessarily going to be used to catch kids with drugs. If my having this thing keeps kids from bringing drugs on campus, it's worth its weight in gold. So he's just going to walk around like a jackass going, (laughs) You
1: could have bought, you could have made one of those in your basement as a, I I know cosplay people, I'll make you a bullshit-o-meter for far less
0: than 900 something dollars. This is this is one of the stages of grief is where you're you're trying to justify it now. <laughs> <laughs> Police departments in a number of counties including Jefferson County, Florida and Madison County, Florida also bought the device. The Jefferson County Texas Narcotics Task Force spent $3,250 on a quadro tracker and their commander later said, "We played with it in the office and got mixed results. Sometimes we'd find something, sometimes not. Our rate of success was about half." I think it was either blind luck or a Ouija board effect. It's that, <laughs> not. Thank you! It's a Ouija board! It's just finding anything that you tell it
1: you want to find that's already there. It's a Ouija board!
0: Quote, It's not near as consistent as drug sniffing dogs, but there are no vet bills. <sighs>
1: There's also no adorable coked up dogs when they find that good good stash of cocaine.
0: So you tell me what what is and is it worth it? The problem is cops don't get to accidentally kill their quadro trackers um, like eighty oh, percent of the time. So no, you know, oh no. Well, the good news is that uh, the world did learn its lesson from all this, right? I mean, you know, yeah, maybe the guy has got away with it more or less, but but at least you know, can you imagine if the United States like started wasting all sorts of money on security equipment after nine eleven? Right. Like imagine how awful of a country that would be. What a world to live in. I mean, you do
1: remember when I was asking if they had quadro trackers at nine eleven. So I'm I'm kinda now knowing how this
0: story went, I'm kinda surprised they weren't there. I'm anyway. a little I'm a little shocked they might not be. Oh my bad. My notes aren't done. We I kinda thought this would be let's just see what's on this next page here. Oh, oh, God. God. oh that's right. After escaping prosecution in the US, Quadro Secretary, Malcolm Stigrow, moved to the United Kingdom after jumping bail and set up two new companies to sell fake detection devices. Why? Some of the distribution agents broke away and began producing their own copies of Quadro Tracker, such as um, Alpha 6, Mole Programmable Substance Detector, SniffX, G2000. Uh, the huge increase in security spending that followed 9-11 um, opened up so many lucrative opportunities worldwide for sellers of security equipment, and holy shit did they know it enter the ADE 651 the the what now <laughs> the ADE 651 a oh. bomb detector that made waves through Iraq, Afghanistan and 20 other countries throughout Asia and the Middle East throughout the early 2000s oh. I remember this from The Hurt Locker, right? I saw this in The Hurt
1: Locker, I'm sure, cuz they were doing bomb stuff. I'm sure they had an, an ADE mm-hmm. 651
0: with them. Yeah? Oh yeah. yeah. You may have seen it in such hits as Baghdad The Gaza Strip. Throughout the early 2000s, it garnered an estimated $52 million in sales to the Iraq government alone, and sold at nearly $6,000 per head.
1: Good
0: God, people! The device was a handheld plastic grip with a metal antenna that swiveled horizontally. It had no (laughs) electronic components, and was powered by the oscillating static electricity of its user.
1: Why?! Why would you just do it? This is Gregor McGregor. Only it's in the 2000s.
0: They just did it Toy again. Toy <laughs> Story is released and they're just doing it again. This, you went to jail for this. Yeah, except, except he didn't. <laughs> he skipped bail, left the country. Now, Quattlebaum, I mean, he's his hands are clean. He's he's rid himself of this. But the company secretary did bail and started doing this. Time after time after time. Did like four more of these, basically. Now, the ADE-651's inventor, Jim McCormick, a former Merseyside police officer, was previously (laughs) a salesman. There we go. Previously a salesman specializing in communication equipment, but had no scientific or technical background. He established a private limited company under the name Broadcasting and Telecommunications LTD, which he subsequently renamed Advanced Tactical Security and Communications LTD.
1: Those are similar. Kind of a jump, you'd
0: think. It's sort of like Radio Shack going to Blackwater.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he read the room, and one of those
0: is around still, and the other one isn't. So who's to say who made the right choice there? After he came across the Mole, uh, a device in the early 2000s that also was fake and detected nothing, McCormick signed up as a distribution agent, paying the UK-based manufacturer £10,000 for a single unit. And he was going to milk that expenditure." The device was withdrawn from sale only a year later after it was investigated by Sandia National Laboratories on behalf of the U.S. National Law Enforcement and Corrections Technology Center. The same fucking contracted company that brought evidence for the FBI for the Quadro Tracker did the same thing five years later because they're like, oh, we can just reuse the paperwork because it's the same thing. And you're doing the same thing again. I recognize that guy. No, your honor. That's him. (laughs) Get that mustache off him. (laughs) To use the device, the operator must walk for a few moments to charge it before holding it at right angles to the body. After a substance-specific programmed substance detection card was inserted, the device is supposed to swivel in the user's hand to point its antenna in the direction of the targeted substance. The cards are claimed to be designed to tune into the frequency of a particular explosive or other substance named on the card. Spencer, I need to ask a question.
1: Um, are, are these
0: cards made of ants? Are these cards? I'm going to play the fifth for the 43rd Th- time.
1: Damn it. No, I need to know if these cards are made of ants.
0: Hussam Muhammad, a Iraqi police officer uh, and user of the AD 651, ardent user, described the proper use of the device as more of an art than a science. Quote, oh if we're tense, the device doesn't work correctly. I start slow and relax my body and I try to clear my mind.
1: Ooh, baby, no, I feel you're all tensed up. Let me get into those shoulders, baby. Ooh, yeah, no, no, relax. Let the let the bullshit energy flow through you, baby. Come on now. I ain't gonna find nothing if you're shaking like
0: that. Come on, <laughs> deep breaths. <laughs> the cards were uh, supposedly programmed or activated by being placed in a jar for a week, along with a sample of the target substance to absorb its vapors. Spencer. That is less bullshit than the card made of ants, and you know it,
1: so I don't want to hear it. It could still be a card full of ants that was just put in a jar with a bomb for
0: a week. Still, I, I, it, it absorbed that that bomb smell, that essence. <laughs> it's mm, yeah. it's mm. at least come into contact with a bomb, as opposed to Quattle Bomb's ant chip, which probably only touched ants. <laughs> I mean distinctly touched ants and maybe a picnic basket maybe some honey or a Dr. Pepper that was spilled initially McCormick reportedly used his own blood to reprogram the cards for detecting human tissue but eventually gave up on the pretense of programming them when demand for the devices was at its peak which you know is trying to skirt around the fact that McCormick didn't have enough blood to soak every chip (laughs) he was selling uh, I'm getting too many guys, orders. All right, I gotta skip a step.
1: I've got some. I've got some <laughs> anemia issues. Um, I'll. I need some crackers. Also, I have. I'm so low on blood, guys. Like I've given so much blood to this.
0: It's at a shareholders' meetings. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, that walk up the stairs wounded me. Um, you okay, McCormick? You look a little feverish. It's been a great week for business. <laughs> <Dog>. <laughs> you guys got some orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> Promotional materials issued by the ATSC claimed that the AD-651 could detect such items as guns, ammunition, it finds truffles like a pig, uh, <laughs> human bodies like a pig, <laughs> contraband, ivory, and banknotes at distances of up to one kilometer. Shut whether up! That's- and Nathan, it's not even just a kilometer of open air. It could be underground. It could be through walls, underwater. That, nah, if you have, if you have taken that ivory to Vault Tech, I'm still gonna find you. I, I know. It's just no, just no. How are these people this
1: dumb and this gullible? Like, do you not have one mm. scientist that works for you that could be like, Nah, homie, that's not how any of this works.
0: I think it's the privilege of being able to spend money that's not yours. You know what? Truth.
1: Truth truth facts.
0: Because who cares if it works? It's fun. It also works underwater, um, and you can use it in a plane if you fly about three miles in the air. After that, not going to cut it. You know what I've heard is really good at conducting electricity? Uh, Water. In a promotional video, McCormick claimed that the device could be used to detect elephants from up to 30 miles away. So, I
1: mean, sure. Why are you looking for elephants?
0: If you're trying to track down contraband ivory, you clearly care about elephants. I'm going to take you straight to the fucking- Straight to the source? Straight to the source. Straight straight to the factory, baby? If you have trouble defending these, you can't defend them if you can't find them. <laughs> Gotta track down those elephants. Oh no, what if these trackers fell into the hands of the ivory poachers? Now it's a race. Yeah. <laughs> If I tracked, if I triangulate, I'm rapidly hot swapping cards from <laughs> to ammunition to elephants. They're closing in. Just imagine a guy with in the air. Imagine a
1: guy like a Nintendo DS floppy, like a case for all his cartridges, just, just
0: slotting them in. <laughs> Captain, this can't be right. It says that the it says that the poachers are approaching from underground. <laughs> <laughs> Mole poachers. The ADE-651 was said to work on the principle of electrostatic magnetic ion attraction. Bullshit. <clears throat> Correct. According to the promotional material, quote, by programming the detection cards to specifically target a particular substance through the proprietary process of electrostatic matching of the ionic charge and structure of the substance. I've written sci-fi. That's what he's doing. That, you just yeah, you no. look for buzzwords and you just, you make them fuck. You yeah. make them fuck and you're like, <laughs> oh, Quadromechanical physics. This guy's hacking the mainframe over here in his press yeah, release. So He really is. It was claimed to penetrate lead, concrete, and other materials, um, including hidden within the body, um, used in attempts to uh, block the attraction. So a Lebanese reseller of the ADE 651 oh, okay. claimed on its website that the device works on nuclear quadromechanics quadrupole resonance or stop uh, making up words or nuclear magnetic resonance you know either one it's whatever you want really mccormick told the bbc in 2010 that quote the theory behind dowsing and the theory behind how we actually detect explosives is very similar so
1: it's not, bullshit it's it, but
0: it's not bullshit we, we, we don't find bombs by waving a stick for people who aren't familiar dowsing is an Ancient practice of waving a stick around until you found some groundwater, you think, and then you put a well in and hope you were right. It's bullshit. I'm sure we'd all love to hear more about this one, um, but to be honest, you've heard the best of it, because any more, and I'd have to address how many people died because this was a bomb detector, <laughs> and it didn't detect bombs. Yeah, that's not a feel-good
1: hour. No, 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 doesn't exactly seem like the goofs are going to get any better at that point. It was fun fun when we were finding... To be clear, we found nothing. We never found anything.
0: McCormick, the inventor of the device, did actually face charges this time around. Um, It amounted to about 10 years in prison, uh, which he began in 2010. And so he was actually released in July of last year. And according to one interview, upon his release, he claimed to own nothing more than a lawnmower. Now, this was backed up by a photo of McCormick seen mowing the grass in front of his million dollar estate.
1: Oh, there it is. There it is. There we go. This is all I have. Uh, That's out of focus,
0: right? (laughs) You're going to blur that, right? As for Quattlebaum, well, uh, he died in his Ridgeville estate on December 10th, 2016, back in his hometown with an obituary that neglected to mention uh, just how many people he ripped off in his miserable fucking life. You've been listening to the Cock and Bull podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Links to all of our other shows are included down in the description below, as always. Uh, We want to thank Driftless Pony Club for allowing us to use their song, There Were Buffalo on the Arc, off the album Cholera. Yeah. Special thanks to Andy, by the way, for recommending this one. Thank you, as always. And uh, Nathan. Yo. How do you feel about this one?
1: Uh, I feel very reaffirmed in my knowledge that um, all marketing is nonsense and should be banished into the lowest depths of hell. Um, Yeah, no, just not great overall. Not great. Good to know that a guy was able to get people killed just marketing nonsense, and there's no
0: way we can uh, regulate that or stop him from doing it. Nathan, he did his time. Now all he has is a mower. That's it. He gave part of that interview on a yacht. Was he renting the yacht? The only thing that I don't have a loan on this baby right here. I think it was a push mower, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it! It's better for the effect. Oh, I really hope we had a quadro tracker so we didn't run over anything and ruin the blades. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Farewell. Call my name and make a wish and take a rest cause it's the best thing to leave your lips. It's that your best. I'm not in